Welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on solitaire board games. I'm your host, Albert, and this is episode 263. Hey, Julius. Hello, Albert. Good to talk to you. I don't know what the intro was, but it sounded like old-time video game music. Yes, it's the video game music for Tetris. Ah, okay. Tetris, yes. Oh, that was a classic. I used to like playing that a lot. Yeah, classic, very puzzly, spatial dexterity type game. (laughs) Yep. Which is very fitting for today's show, since we are talking about puzzles instead of games. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't say instead of games, it's sort of... (laughs) It's it's a it's a game. I, I never was so rigid about this whole game definition thing. Oh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So that's an interesting question because some of these things I consider games and some I don't, and it's very I don't know touchy feely sort of thing. You mean some of the puzzles? Some puzzles I consider game pretty gamey, and some games I consider pretty puzzly, and and vice versa and whatnot. Okay. So I don't know. So today, so today we are talking about puzzles, and that encompasses a lot of things, I guess. I I didn't make a list of, of items to talk about like we do sometimes when we have a, a popular mechanics episode. Right. And I, I specifically didn't make a list because this is not a popular mechanics episode. This is just mm-hmm. having a, you know, a gentle chat about puzzles and why we like puzzles and, you know, sort of recommendations about it. It's not a mechanic. Puzzles are not a mechanic. It's a different mm-hmm. type of aspect of kind of of this hobby but really of solo gaming activities that both of us enjoy Mm -hmm. yep that's right and there's lots of types of puzzles too right it's it's you can't even pigeonhole them into a single category you can't just say puzzles and there's there's jigsaw puzzles right that's there there's Mm -hmm. uh like sudoku and kakuro and other puzzles like that wordle 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 that's one that i've been doing lately um didn't even think of that because it's on a phone there are spatial puzzles like uh, Think Fun and Binary Arts puzzles and, and other companies. It's, it's funny because like you that. say there's Sudoku, and for me, Sudoku's on the phone. <laughs> Is it? Oh, yeah. See, I don't don't count it on the phone. The, the only thing I do on the phone that's puzzle-like is Wordle and what's the other thing I've been doing? Oh, some Find the Hidden Object pu- game. Word games, crossword puzzles. Oh, I don't like crossword puzzles. We do those too. Me. The really? other kind are logic puzzles. Yes, I don't. I don't like crosswords really. I'm not very good at them, and I just don't enjoy them. My wife's been doing them lately. She used to not like them, so maybe if I started trying, I would enjoy them. And you said the other kind are logic puzzles. I think logic puzzles are probably the closest we're going to get to board games. I think mm-hmm. we've discussed a number of different like embedded logic puzzles on the podcast as games because mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of different logic puzzles like the think fun series those are logic puzzles but they kind of are more close to a game-like activity than a crossword puzzle yes yes that's right and and i don't necessarily think of those as logic puzzles like like rush hour for example to me that is a there's definitely some logic in trying to figure out the right order to do things, but it's just more of a moving things around and playing with bits kind of toy. Mm-hmm. That That is puzzling. So I've never thought of that as a logic puzzle. To me, logic puzzles are more like the word kind of puzzles. Like I, I saw one the other day online, something, um, what was it? It's a puzzle about Pinocchio. So the first thing is Pinocchio, Pinocchio always lies. And then the second fact was Pinocchio said, what was it? 
all his hats are all his hats are green. So then the question is five questions, five options you could choose from, which one is true? And you had to go through them. It's like A, Pinocchio has no hats. B, Pinocchio has at least one hat. C is Pinocchio has many green hats. D Pinocchio has, I don't know, exactly one green hat. So four or five things like that, and you had to figure out the answer. And it was all logic figuring out the the right answer from that process. And did you like that kind of thing? Yes. I do like those kind of puzzles. Okay. Because I know if, if listeners don't necessarily know, I'm a lawyer in my you know regular day <laughs> job. And before I went to law school, there's something called the LSAT, which is a standardized test that you have to use to get into law school. And there's three components of the LSAT. And one of the components of the LSAT is essentially a giant puzzle game, uh, which I always thought, I, I thought those were the most fun part of it. The other part is, you know, <laughs> there's the, the reading and understanding part, but the, mm-hmm. the part that I liked, and they call it the logical, the, the logic games section. I really like the logic games. It's, it's, <laughs> so it's, it's a, a fun lot of test. fun. Yeah. Okay. I, I would take those tests because there was a whole bunch of practice used to be able to take the LSAT. And I, I, I took a lot of practice tests of it <laughs> and the logical reasoning and the reading comprehension parts were a lot less fun to me than the logic game. What's logic game is exactly what you're talking about. It's like, you have five people around a table and you know that Bob is not on the, is not the last person to walk in the room. And the second person to walk in the room had to walk all the way around the table to find his best spot. Where's everyone sitting and what's their argument? Is, is the, mm-hmm. It's those yeah, that does sound things. fun. Okay. Right. Sounds like, a, but, but you have a time limit on that. I imagine you can't just spend all day or all oh. week doing that. Oh yes. <laughs> the time limit is a crunch. That's part of the trick with the LSAT is being able to move through it at a steady pace because some of them are designed to trip you up and make you go slower. And usually you have to, one of the tricks to do well on the LSAT is if you get to one that you know has so many different aspects to it that it takes a long time to get it, but you'll get it eventually, is skip it and do all mm. the other things because it's still worth only one point in comparison to everything else. It's only worth one point. And if you're going to run out of time and lose two or three other points because you spent too much time on it, you skip it and you keep going. And it's all part of the, it's all part, I hate to say it, it's all part of the game that is <laughs> yeah, played well. with the test to be able to do well on it. Yeah, well, I mean, tests are like that, but I guess that's part of, you know, being a lawyer, figuring out how to work things to your advantage. <laughs> yeah. No. So neat. Yeah. Okay. That sounds interesting. How many questions are in that test? In the logic I portion. I think it's, oh, in the logic portion. Yeah. I mean, each one's, it's about 20. I don't remember the exact numbers. I could probably find it. It's like 25 each of the, each of the three sections. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And the that scoring of it is also weird. <laughs> is it Okay. It's been and so guess, long since I did it. It's it's like it's it doesn't score from a zero to a hundred. It's like I think it was a hundred twenty to a hundred eighty. Is how it works. Okay. Just yeah, it sounds it sounds like the uh, all these standardized tests have different and weird scoring systems, right? The, yeah. I remember the SAT was up to sixteen hundred. I don't remember the ACT and uh, exactly. Yeah. What what was that one? That was one to five. Whatever. Yeah, they're all different and weird and 
they could just have why i imagine if you like logic puzzles it's not a cheap one to do and get into then the all set oh you can take they're all every year they publish all the old ones online it's very oh, okay. easy to find all the old ones that's where you can take practice tests you could just do them for free if you want if you want to have fun taking something that a lot of people stress out about it's really easy to do so okay nice okay and uh yeah so there's a book i bought it was in january or so of um logic puzzles i bought i found it on amazon it's called montague island mysteries and it's like 10 bucks or so and it's full of puzzles and it's kind of interesting because it's all these different logic puzzles you know the ones with the grid where you got like five people and five locations and five animals and you got to figure out which person has which animal at each location at which location mm-hmm. um and those are pretty neat and the book is puzzles like that and other logic puzzles and they're all but then it ties it all through a story and there's a story that you're reading and you're one of the characters you kind of go through and as you play the game every once in a while it tells you a little bit more of the story and, and eventually reveals some sort of mystery about this island i enjoyed the puzzles on it i find the story kind of dull but the puzzles were pretty well done it was a nice large format book with lots of space to, to write on and whatnot. Was there an aspect of solo journaling like we talked about before with that this, one? No, no, it's really, you know, like, it's like one of the, a lot of the puzzles with the grid and you're just crossing off the things as you figure out the answer to them. And, you know, you could take notes here and there in the margins, but mm-hmm. there's not much writing in it. It's really just a, a puzzle book I hear with that. a theme. I do want to mention, by the way, that you brought up jigsaw puzzles as a mm-hmm. type of puzzle. For me, jigsaw puzzles reach a very different spot than logic puzzles and analytical puzzles like we're talking about here. Because jigsaw puzzles, it's not logic. It's not analytics. It's a very different area of the brain to be able to visualize where a piece would be or how to organize the pieces or how to set everything up so that it's all nice and well and laid out. And I... Mm-hmm. I hesitate to almost put those in the same category. They're both puzzles, but they touch such a different sort of spot that it, it's not uncommon that if I'm wanting to sit down and play a game, a solo game specifically, that a logic puzzle will often scratch that same itch of wanting to, in a relaxed way, stretch my brain and use my brain. But a jigsaw mm-hmm. puzzle doesn't usually scratch that same itch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Actually, for me, I find a jigsaw puzzle is probably more of a social activity than a solitary activity. Really? Oddly, you know? Yep. And it'll start as a social activity, getting it out of the box and putting you know, all the flipping all the pieces over and building the frame, starting to fill things in, and everybody's kind of doing their own section. And after a while, like, you know, you go to bed, but then the puzzle's out for a few days and people come along. And then it's a solo activity where you just sit down and do a little bit of the puzzle and then go back on to what you're doing. That's how we do it at our house. Hmm. So We've never so had puzzles sit out that long. We usually would have them be on a shared table because we don't have enough table space to be able to have a mm-hmm. table dedicated to the puzzle out. So we would have it on a puzzle board and we would take out the puzzle board and work on it when we worked on it like that. But people would get bored and wander off. And I mean, not everybody, I guess maybe your kids are older than mine. They don't want to focus and sit on that for that long. <laughs> yeah, it, it tends to be me and my wife more than the kids, but they'll they enjoy it too. And they they will also, you know, you walk into the room and they're doing the puzzle by themselves the next day or something. So everybody's mm-hmm. we we will leave it on the table. We'll put a tablecloth over it and then put things on the tablecloth to cover it. Because if not, what will happen is the cats will 
jump on the table and the tablecloth will slide and carry the puzzle with it. So that doesn't work without covers. You but otherwise, yeah, it can stand Yeah, a fitted tablecloth or or lots of heavy things on top. And that works. And then we can leave it out for a couple of days. When we do that, we're probably not going to be having dinner at the table for the next couple of nights. We may, but probably not. <laughs> Maybe more casual dinner. Or we'll have dinner with the puzzle. <laughs> So yeah, so for me, for me, they're fun. They can be solitary activities. The thousand piece puzzles, which is what we usually do, are family activities. If I'm doing a solo puzzle, it's probably a smaller one, maybe five hundred. Even I don't know. They just they go faster. I don't want to leave it out for a long time. If not a thousand piece puzzle, it doesn't take up shared space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I don't know. Like, that's probably what it is. That shared space is a big issue. But yeah, I'll just do a small one, like a hundred piece, and that's just a little while, maybe half an hour or something to kill. Hmm. Or even a 500 piece. But we don't have many like that. That sounds There cool. you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did I write? The, in terms of math puzzles, like uh, um, Sudoku, I tend not to like Sudoku anymore. But I, I do like uh, Kakuro puzzles. Or Kenken. I'm sorry, not Kakuro. What, another what are those? They sort of look like crosswords. There's a lot of black boxes on it. And then a lot of white empty spaces to fill things in. And there'll be numbers along the left edge and the top edge. And like Sudoku, whatever the number is, let's say it says 10, then you know all the piece, all the spaces add up to 10 to the right of that. Or if it's on the top, all the numbers below add up to 10. And they all have to be distinct numbers. So so if there's four spaces and it adds up to 10, you know they're 1, 2, 3, and 4. That's the only four single-digit numbers that are unique and add up to 10. And it's, it's between 1 and 9, no zeros. So it's very crosswordy like and it's very logical. Um and I enjoy this. I just finished a book yesterday, I finally threw it out. I had 120 of them. I spent like a year on it. There's another I'm type fine. of puzzle that you just reminded me of, and now I don't know the name of it. Because I thought for a second you were talking about it, but you're not. Let me let me explain my puzzle and see if you're familiar with it. This is one where, you know, you can even have it just be in black and white, but it's split up similar to, you know, like a Sudoku, things like that. So it's split up on a grid, and for each row and column, it lists the order and numbers of which ones uh, are filled yes. in. So like yes. if there's four black spaces filled in, have four. If there's two sets of two, it'll list two and two. And so you have to go in and figure out where all the spaces are that they overlap in order to fill out all the colors and the layout on the picture and it makes a picture as you finish all off yes though those are called nonograms n-o-n-o yes it's the funniest name i think i had i had a book of those a couple years ago and i really liked it and i've seen color ones and i've seen just black and white ones the color ones are really hard i've done those <laughs> digitally too the i they're hard to find books for those much harder than than the the mathy number puzzles filling in the grids I also like them because when I do them with my fountain pen, they use up a lot of ink, <laughs> which I enjoy. Wait, you like them because they use up a lot of ink? Yes, because I enjoy changing out the ink on my pens regularly. And <laughs> the faster the ink runs out, the sooner I could try a different color. <laughs> yeah, I have I have uh, tons of different colored inks for my fountain pen, so it's, it's just fun to switch. You know, there's blues and blacks and orange and red and yellow and green and any, any color in any shade. Some inks have some some of the pens have, or some of the inks have glitter in them, so when you write, you get a nice shimmery effect. And there's different that shade. Oh, they just blast! <laughs> I imagine they'll make even prettier pictures. Yeah, if you could draw, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and that's true. Those puzzles, 
they're neat because the pictures come out and the the at first it doesn't look like anything. As you're filling in, you start to realize what it is, and that's so satisfying. Yes. Until you make a mistake. That that is a drag. When you make, I do I do these with pens, so whenever I make a mistake, I have to give up and move on to the next one. Yes, it's kind of the same thing as a <laughs> uh, um, a paint by color type thing, except with a puzzle aspect to it. Yes, I, I like all those, they're, and they're similar in in the way you're doing logic with those and and the Sudoku and Ken Ken and all that. They're very similar in the styles of logic, but they end up feeling different. I think my favorite are the Kakuro that I mentioned. I think there's also Ken Ken, but I can't remember which one those are. But I know those are something I like too. <laughs> I just remember the name was similar. There's another one, Island Puzzles. I think they might have had another name. Oh, look, name. an actual English name. I was about, I was about to comment. It's so strange <laughs> that all of these puzzles that we really like have all these foreign names for them. Yes. There are many, many of them are Japanese names. And and ironically, like a Sudoku is not originally a Japanese puzzle. It is an American puzzle that became that was not very popular in the U.S. and became really popular in Japan. And that Japanese version of the name stuck. <laughs> I don't I don't know why that is, but yeah. That's just what's just the way things work. Um because we Americans love to have our foreign our foreign stuff. Yeah. Even if we don't want to admit where it actually came from. It's more, it's more interesting when it's not ours. It's exotic. Ooh, okay. Exactly. And that, you made me think of something else for a split second and I lost it. No, the one I was telling you about island puzzles. They have some other name. I can't remember what it is. And they're basically circles and they'll have numbers in the circles. And the number tells you how many... Oh, bridges is the other name you might say, it, I guess. And okay. there might be yet another name. The this number in the circle tells you how many bridges leave that island. And the bridges could either leave up, right, left, or down. And only two bridges can leave in any direction. So you got to figure out where the bridges are based on how many bridges each island has and the ones next to it. So like if a, a corner island, for example... It would only have an island below it and an island to, to the right, let's say. And if it has a four, well, you know all four bridges are in there. If it has a three, you don't know exactly where the bridges are. You know that there's at least one bridge going to each of the two adjacent islands. And then the third bridge goes to one or the other. So little by little, you start figuring that logic out and filling it in and, and doing those. Those are really cool. fun, too. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of digital implementations of that. Huh. Now I'll have to look that up. Bridges. Maybe it's also called Hanshi. That might be the other name I remember. Hanshi Puzzle. Let me see. Or am I just making stuff up? Yeah, no, that's it. Hanshi. H-A-N-S. H-A-N-S-H-I. So, yeah. Lots of different kinds of puzzles. Do you have a favorite? A favorite puzzle? Or type of puzzle? I absolutely do not have a favorite. I mean, I guess non-grams, but I... I don't know at this point. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I like the ones in the books that you could do, you know, for half an hour, an hour and whatnot and, and write in the book. I enjoy that. I think yeah. I like logic puzzles a lot. I also like just the number ones. And then like the, the binary arts or the company used to be called binary arts. It's think fun now. The think fun puzzles that are all plasticky and spatial, those can be pretty fun. There's some pretty neat ones. Again, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I mean... There are some really difficult jigsaw puzzles out there that oh. I've been too scared to try, but I've always wanted to. Oh, you know, like the ones that are like all black or something like that? You mean Yeah, like the all white ones. That's exactly oh. what I was thinking about. Oh, I would not want to do that. <laughs> that sounds so You don't want to try it? No, not at all. Not at all. I like it to have a picture 
and it's an interesting picture with lots of lines and, and details in it. Like cartoons, puzzles with like cartoon drawings are really great. I have one on my wall here that I hung up and framed. It's a, a chess game. The puzzle is made by a company called Heye, H-E-Y-E, and they have a lot of cartoony pencils. And so this is a chessboard, but there's tons of stuff going on in the chase chessboard. Like there's people dressed up that are running around and moving the pieces. There's a a race car one. There's a like some judges dressed in stripes, all black and white stripes. There's a missile that looks like a chess piece at the end. It's just all sort of chessy, but not exactly chessy and, and silly. And it was just really fun to put together because of all the little details in it. So what puzzle that's entirely white? Not so much detail. Not my thing. I hear you. It was one we did that was all art. I remember we were doing this. It was really pretty picture. I don't remember. It was a fairy or something and a goblin maybe. I don't remember exactly. And it looked really nice. But when you started doing the puzzle, all the pieces were, I guess the paint was with oil and it was a lot of maybe it was dry brush or something. So there's just a lot of different colors in every piece. And you couldn't tell at all what it was by looking at the piece. It may as well, may as well have just been white. Because it oh, <laughs> did not like that. I don't even know if we finished that one. We might have. Who can say? Would you buy? I would go to the thrift store and buy a game. But I'm hesitant to buy a puzzle at the thrift store. Why? Why? Because it might be missing pieces? Yes. Though, I mean, invariably, very few puzzles get finished and are complete anyway because a cat might find one or falls on the floor and then a dog eats it or something. So I don't know that it matters. But even then, I'm just scared to buy one at the thrift store. I mean, has it, <laughs> has it ever happened to you that you've lost a puzzle piece? Yes. Yes. Like I said, very few puzzles get finished with every piece intact. So if they <laughs> rarely happen, I don't see what you're so scared of. Yeah, I know. I know. It shouldn't matter. You're right. <laughs> but there's at least a chance, I figure, if, I, if it's a brand new puzzle. I just bought, I bought I just one so of the thrift rarely store buy stuff at the thrift store. <laughs> okay. I, I, I used to visit a lot. I haven't visited much. I don't know, about three years. The um, I bought one once at the thrift store. It was a, at a Goodwill Outlets, and there's big bins at the Goodwill Outlets, and they just put everything in the bins. And what would happen, invariably, stuff would fall out of the bins. Or somebody would open a box to look inside and put it back in a closet, right? And just things would fall over the place and be a mess. And I found a, a little 50-piece puzzle that I really liked of a lighthouse. So I spent the time digging through there and found 49 of the 50 pieces. So close. Um, So I wrote to the company and said, hey, can you sell me the missing piece or anything like that? Do you have replacement parts? I'd be happy to buy one. And said, no, sorry, we'll send you a replacement puzzle. So they sent me the whole entire puzzle, <laughs> which is really nice. And then I was able to finish it. And I think I even told them I got it at the thrift store. So, I, you know, it's not like I was, like, cheating them or anything. I mean, but I then, don't think they can mm-hmm. not. I don't think they can just pull out the one piece. <laughs> they actually ruin yeah. another puzzle. Some companies do that. Some companies do sell spare pieces. Really? I've seen, yes. I've seen How puzzle boxes that tell you. piece? You you'd have to count across and down sort of thing if it's a very you know square grid, but so so that one puzzle, the next time I was at that thrift store like a few days later or a week later, I found the piece, <laughs> I found the missing piece, oh, so now I had no. two complete puzzles, <laughs> so I gave one to to my mother in law as a gift, so <laughs> it worked out, and she, I told her the story and she got a kick out of that. It was it ended up working out well, <laughs> but it was funny. So but yeah, that I mean that's the problem with jigsaw puzzles: lose a piece, it's over. And true with many of the other puzzles. With games, usually not as much, depending on the piece. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yup, yup, yup. Um, when's the last time you did a puzzle? A jigsaw puzzle? Of any kind of puzzle. I don't know. Oh, we do puzzles. Uh, we do 
these logic puzzles and these type of things all the time. I mean, we do Wordle on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I, I count that. Uh, we do other word type puzzles. Um, I do nongrams when I have an opportunity to do one. Jigsaw puzzles we do a lot less frequently. But mm-hmm. like the think fun type things, we have a whole number of those. We just did one. We just did one today, actually. That is this puzzle where you have a bunch of plastic. They're three D Tetris type pieces, but the goal is to take the Tetris pieces and put them together in a cube, and you have to have certain pieces be in certain places to achieve your particular goal. Yeah. Yes. I I think I was it like brick by brick or something like that. Maybe I remember having a. I don't remember what it's called, um, but that's that is a thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I I do like those uh those plasticky ones. They're fun. Mm-hmm. I had one that had like um I forget the pieces are called. Similar to what you were saying, where you had a little grid to put them in, and you had to put all the pieces, and they're all shaped, and you have to make it fit to make a picture. But they're they're triangle shapes and a square, and I forget what those pieces are generally called. There's a name for them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, so yeah. So those were really fun. I do have a few of those uh, thing fun puzzles that I really like. They were really good. And some that are okay. I used to find those at the thrift store pretty often. All sorts of different ones. It's a good way to get puzzles and games and whatnot. Very hit or miss. Sometimes. I know Tuesday mm-hmm. morning often has a bunch of those type of things just at random. Yes. That's where I would find the best random things or five below would have them too. I've never been to those, but we have them now in our neighborhood. Tuesday morning and five below or fi- Tuesday morning. We have, I've been to five below. I I only just heard of like a year or two ago during COVID times. I learned first learned of it. I think that's when they first came here. Cause they didn't exist there before that. They have good sales. Do they? Okay. On these days. Often. Okay. They buy suitcases and things for them. <laughs> Neat. Well, Julius, is there anything else we want to say about these puzzles? Go out and try some. I mean, yeah. I know we have a whole bunch of listeners who primarily listen to us talk about board games. But again, I feel like for a lot of a lot of time when I'm wanting to play a solo board game, these type of puzzles will scratch a similar itch. If you haven't tried it, go out and try it. It's it's mm-hmm. it's worth giving it a shot. That's that's a good point. I didn't even think about the comparison between board games and puzzles so much, but there's there's some board games that are very puzzle like and, and they feel like you're working out logic puzzles. Like I was playing Fields of mm-hmm. Arl the other day, and that trying to figure out the right move and which order to do them in felt like a puzzle. Yep. It's really what it was. <laughs> there are a lot no of difference. games that are just like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Then that is all. We are skipping a week, I think. We said that last time and we didn't this time we mean it and <laughs> if my plans are sticking to, to well if i'm sticking to my plans we just skip the week and you already uh know it because <laughs> this will this show will come on two weeks from today give or take something like that yeah <laughs> and of course it doesn't work out yes in that case and then you know it too probably we're we're so good about taking breaks yeah <laughs> all right julius Have a good night, Albert. Have a good night, everyone. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
thanks for listening. We love feedback, so we love hearing from you. You can reach me at Julius at OnePlayerPodcast.com or JLBird on BGG. And Albert can be reached at Albert at OnePlayerPodcast.com or Fractaloon on BGG. Our website is OnePlayerPodcast.com with the number one, and we're also on Twitter at OnePlayerPodcast. The intro music is copyright Angus, can be found at Gemendo.com. The transition music is copyright by Dan Elduce Pancaldi, whose page is at DanPancaldi.com. The One Player Podcast is protected under a Creative Commons share-like license. Thanks for listening.